What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Coach AB. Yes, I said your boy. Uh, starting this a little early. Kev's going to join us in a couple minutes. Wanted to get on since we're right after the game. Wanted to drop some thoughts, drop some uh, instant reaction thoughts. Uh, obviously, sat and watched the game. Uh, was in, was really enjoying what I saw tonight. There's a lot going on. First, first I want to say uh, this is our first instant reaction with uh, Knowles 24-7. So make sure you are on that site doing the things that you need to do there, getting your subs, make sure you like and subscribe this video. Also check us on the, uh, on the bench podcast feed. Um, we'll be on there. This will be up on the instant drop a freestyle. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that's my, I'm sure that's my game. Uh, going to get a, a lot of thoughts out there tonight. There's a lot to uh, react to. I think, uh, we'll take some questions as we go along. Um, there's going to be a lot coming from this game. Uh, I don't think necessarily like takeaways, but there's going to be a lot coming from post game. Obviously, Norvell, uh, players, some of the other coaches will talk. Make sure to jump on Knowles 24-7. Brendan, um, Chris, Zach, everybody's going to have all that stuff up there. Brett, they'll have all that stuff in the post game for you. Uh, as, as far as thoughts on the game, yeah, I mean, you know, you beat Duquesne. Uh I think you did what you should have done against Duquesne. Um, you know, there were some first game jitters that kind of got worked out. I thought as the game went on, they, uh, they uh, were rotating a lot of guys on the offensive line, giving a lot of different looks, which I think uh, played a, played a role in them being able to punch a couple, um, a couple drives in at the, down in the red zone there at the end of the first half. I know Mike Norvell wasn't happy with that. He's preached finishing, they had opportunities to finish down there, and they didn't take advantage of them. Um, man, a lot of questions rolling in in the chat. I love it. We're going to get to all this stuff, guys. I am, I'm here. I'm watching and seeing everything you are saying, and I'm going to answer everything. We got a lot of good football questions that I'm seeing already, which is great. Uh, yeah, so 47 to seven, Florida State takes down Duquesne. Yeah, kind of what you expected, right? I think I predicted like 56 to three or something like that. There's seven. What a crying shame. That <laughs> I got to be nice now. What a crying shame that interception was that Tate threw there um, to give away the uh, the shutout. Uh, thought they had thought they deserved a shutout. Thought they had earned a shutout, and unfortunately, some bad field position there cost them. Would have liked to see Adam Ford get that. Thought he thought he did a lot of different stuff tonight that we haven't necessarily seen from him at Florida State. Seen it at Memphis, but. Brought some pressure, brought some nickel pressure, brought some uh, boundary corner pressure. It was it was fun. They played a, played a bunch of dime tonight. Uh, Jamie Robinson moving all over the field. I'm a little scattered on my thoughts right now because I'm seeing stuff in the chat. So let me let me focus in here on my thoughts. Yeah, the game as a whole did what you should have done against Duquesne, forty-seven to seven. You went out and handled them the way you should have. Um, I thought that they were focused throughout the game. I thought there was no real stupid penalties, which you want to see in a game like this. Saw a lot of explosives. We're going to get to some of the stats in a little while. A lot of explosives out of, out of the offense, which was good to see. Um, defensively, I thought that they did what they needed to do. Going to talk about some of my concerns in a little bit, um, but yeah, overall defensively, I thought they deserved and earned, or, you know, deserved that that uh, that shutout. They weren't able to get it because of a 
very unfortunate interception thrown by Tate Runemaker that gave Duquesne some really good field position. Um, I thought you, I thought this showed enough stuff tonight to make LSU really start thinking a ton of formational stuff. Oh man, if you've been watching our videos as we've kind of chronicled what we thought the offense would do, you know, and obviously with a little bit of insider information there, um, you heard us talk about motion. You heard us talk about different formations. You heard us talk about outside zone. Ton of outside zone tonight. Ton of motion tonight. So great to see. It's so refreshing. This offense looks a lot different. Um, you know, we've taken some some. We've taken a. I wouldn't call them shots, but we've said some things that we felt like Kenny Dillingham maybe. Uh, I don't want to say hindered the offense, but perhaps um, slowed things down a little bit uh, for them. And I thought tonight they really opened it up and, and kind of got after it. So that was good to see. Kev's getting ready to jump in here in a second. I'm, in, I'm Kev was at the game. I'm, I'm excited to hear his thoughts. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was it was great to see this offense really kind of open itself up. You know, is that offensive line play? Is that comfort in – is that comfort in Jordan Travis? What's up, Kev? How's it going, man? It's going, man. We're, we're a few minutes in, giving a lot of thoughts here, you know, instant reaction, just kind of flying all over the place. <clears throat> Talking about the offense right now, um, l- let me jump right into your thoughts. What did you think about the offense? You know, I thought the offense looked pretty good, especially the running game. Um, I mean, you can't be upset about putting up 47 points. Uh, let's think. I think the passing game is still a huge question mark. I think the wide receivers look better. Uh, Wilson is everything we expected him to be. He is... Big, strong, athletic, got open, uh, struggled to catch the ball. And even on his one big catch, it, it was a, an alligator arm catch and not something I think he could repeat with with tight coverage. Um, I think the running game looked great. Trey Benson looked like everything they've been saying he's going to look like. Treshawn Ward looked uh, up to form. Toa Philly looked like he was more decisive. Uh, the offensive line did what they were supposed to do. I think the – I think – they're still going to struggle to run some outside zone. Um, they tried it several times early on mm-hmm. and just were allowing too much penetration. I still don't think that's going to be something that they're going to lean on after after the kind of failure running it this game. Um, but I think that I think that the offense looks improved over last year. I think it's probably still like a top 45-ish unit um, because I just don't think that uh, against a team that's able to kind of shut down the running game. I, I don't think you can rely on on the passing game to really move the ball effectively. And you can see that they didn't really rely on the passing game to move the ball effectively against Duquesne. And um, I think part of that was probably uh, trying to protect Jordan Travis, but part of that was definitely uh, they were just moving the ball, running the ball. And I don't think they, they really felt comfortable passing it. I mean, did you want to show a lot in the passing game in this game, though? I mean... You obviously wanted to get Jordan some some reps throwing the football. But did you really want to come out and show a lot of stuff? Because I think that that's the area where you're going to expect to see the most growth or the most change coming into the season. Um, you know, are you saving some of that for LSU? Yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I'm sure you already talked about the RPO. They went to to the RPO uh, glance. Um, so – yeah, let me let me see. You you talk you talk about the passing game we did see, and I'll I'll pull up a blackboard while you Certainly. while you're doing that. Yeah, 
first off, I got to say, Trey Benson running the down plane. <laughs> if you've been with with Kevin I from the get go, you know how much the how much I love the wing T and the old wing T down. Um, he hit that thing and he hit it fast. It's great to see the wing T in college football still. Uh, <laughs> that brought a lot. That brought a lot of happiness to my heart. A lot of joy tonight. Um, yeah, for, but for the passing game, I mean, they ran a couple RPO glance route or a couple RPO post routes. Um, I think there's some more there. I don't think that they've, uh, I don't think that they've given away all of the RPO game that they're going to run. We saw no th- no throws of the backs tonight. Really didn't didn't see any of the screen game, which we know Norvell loves. A, a couple tunnel screens to Pittman. I really like what they did with Pittman. They really got the ball in his hands to be an athlete and let him do what he needs to do. I think that that's going to lend itself to some success and some chunk plays down the road as he they build off of that. Um, Got Kentron and, and Deuce Span involved, which was interesting on just some one-on-one stuff, some choice stuff it looked like. Uh, we'll, we'll go back and watch it um, and break it down deeper. But I was happy to see Deuce make some plays. Um, I was really happy to see Kentron make plays because these are guys that uh, I think that you're going to need to you're going to need to have them step up and become more consistent as the year goes on if your passing game is going to become something. And then obviously the post to Johnny Wilson, which was a great concept. They ran the dig underneath to Micah Pittman to hold the safety, and then Johnny just uh, really ran a great route, got the corner on his back hip. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll talk the, the two-point conversion later. But um, yeah, let's finish talking well, offense. The two-point conversion defense. was a swinging gate. The swinging gate's been around for years and years and years. Guess what now has to happen in special teams practice? LSU. LSU spends an hour. They've got to spend time on the swinging gate. I know yeah. it didn't work out. They've got to spend time on it now, though. It didn't hurt you. I, yeah, I think that. Got to think of it. In, you got to think of it in those terms. It didn't. Forty didn't hurt you. There. And LSU's got to. LSU's got to spend time on it. Move along. All right. Yeah. Let me talk about the the RPO glance because it's something that we've discussed before. Um, so. Basically, you're just reading um, wh- whoever. It's usually a linebacker but sometimes it's a safety and uh, you're just reading to see where they commit. So are they going to commit to their gap uh, in the box or are they going to stay back? If they commit to the gap in the box, that means that a glance or a slant route um, has no underneath help. Uh, And Florida State was hitting that. It's like the the go-to RPO play that we really haven't seen Florida State run. It's something they ran at Memphis. For whatever reason, it seemed like Kenny Dillingham wasn't comfortable with running it. Maybe he didn't trust his receivers to win underneath, but we saw, I think we saw Span run it and complete mm-hmm. it. We saw Portier run it and complete it. Um, so I think and Johnny Johnny dropped one early on the first drive. Yeah, that's right. So you're seeing guys win those, win the one on ones, and that's going to really help. I mean, if you can run the ball like you you did today and get some of those RPOs and a few shot plays, yeah. um, you really don't need much more of a passing game than that to be successful. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, uh, especially with this running game, because this running game is not going to slow down. Um, you know, obviously, they're going to come ag- across some teams that can contain it to an extent. Um, you know, obviously, Benson was a grown man tonight, about you know, shedding guys, guys bouncing off of him. He, he's a stud. I mean, if you weren't paying attention, you might think it was a different number three out there tonight. Yeah, yeah, really. It's the truth. He, he looks a lot like uh, Cam, which is which is good to see. All right, well, let's let's dig into the offensive numbers a little bit more, Kev. I don't know if you have yeah, the I do. I don't know if you have the stats pulled up or not, but so 406 yards rushing tonight on 54 attempts. I mean, that's that's incredible, and, and you really didn't 
you know, use Jordan Travis in the running game at all, um, obviously. Uh, but Ward, Ward was a stud. Just that spin move is dirty. His balance is great. He's he's just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Benson, obviously, Rodney Hill late in the game was a great was great to see. It was good to see him get reps. It was good to see him find success. I mean, he's had a good camp. He deserved those touches that he got. Um, so I was happy to see that. I tell you, of all of them, Lawrence Tolfield impressed me the most tonight. Though he looks like he's taking the next step, which was been needed. Uh, I know that they really wanted to go to him. They really wanted to lean on him. We didn't get to see him be the receiver that I think he's capable of tonight. Uh, they didn't give him those th- those touches. But as far as – and we'll see it when there's more bodies flying at him. As far as um, as far as far putting his foot in the dirt and getting north-south, I thought he really did well. Uh, and that's something he's lacked in the past. But it came on. It was a lot of fun to see. Um, yeah, I think, I think all the running backs were super impressive. Rodney Hill even looked good towards the end of the game. I mean, you gotta, you gotta love what you're getting out of that running game. Um, let's see. I mean, I've got some advanced stats here on rushes. They averaged 7.8 uh, yards per play, 20, an EPA of 20. Um, so yeah. that that's estimated points average a- added. So your running game alone added a 20 point. 20 points to your game. Uh, your passing game was slightly negative uh, on the day. Uh, but yeah, I think they looked good. They run counter well. That's the base play. That's what they're going to go to. They're going to run that counter play, and then they're going to go and do the counter toss like I covered in my uh, in my last video about watching Florida State football. Um, and if you, can, if you can do just a couple things effectively, you're going to be successful. Um, you can, you like I said earlier, you saw that they went to that outside zone. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't working for them, um, but they had success just just doing what they did: running counter, running counter toss. And I, I think that's an offense you can kind of build on. I, I don't agree with you that that, that outside zone wasn't working. I, I don't think that it was working as well early, but as the game went on, they went back to it more. And did I they? they found I'll have success. to watch it. Watch it back. Um, yeah, I, I actually thought. I mean, a lot of Rodney Hill stuff at the end of the game was on outside zone. I thought, I thought, actually thought that they ran it pretty well as the game went on. Uh, Benson got smacked a couple times, you know, at the line of scrimmage or a yard deep. Outside zone's a tough play to run. Um, they, it, it looked as though uh, the um, Duquesne was was okay with stacking the edges, kind of. Uh, yeah. You know, being you know, they put guys in the box. They were they were willing to let them throw the ball down the field if they wanted to. Uh, and obviously, obviously, uh, somebody asked, "Is that game on paper?" Yeah, it is. Um, that is a game on paper. That is what I'm using. So you can you can check it out. It has has the EPAs, which is an advanced metric that looks at um estimated Four points eight. averaged, um, yeah. which is its own thing that I won't talk about here. But I think the the formation of the game kind of was that we saw was kind of a uh a difference from what they usually run which they usually have mm-hmm. just one tight end to the to the weak side over here but they yeah. they were running with one tight end and a, a flex receiver or sometimes even two tight ends um and you saw that duquesne just was not respecting the deep ball at all they were yep. having the safeties in the box um and basically just manning two on two on the outside and challenging him to throw um mm-hmm. i think this is where i'm particularly frustrated uh with with 
Tate Rotomaker, which is something I'm sure people want to hear us talk about. Um, even with him in the game, they were kind of begging you to throw the ball. Um, by a second and third drive, they they had gone to more of their base cover four stuff. Duquesne did. Um, but early on, they were begging you to throw the ball. Tate looked like a deer in headlights, didn't make fast decisions, threw the ball inaccurately when he did throw the ball. Um, and it's really the decision-making that's that's baffling. It's a guy that's been in your program three years. He's got tools. He's got arm strength. Um, you saw that he's at least decently athletic on that on that rollout. But, um, man, you you got to be disappointed that, that a guy that's been in your program for so long isn't making – the, dis- the quick decisions he needs to be successful. Yeah, when the lights come on, he just gets lost. I mean, it's it, it's disappointing. Um, you you, you want to see more out of him. I think they expected more out of him. Uh, I know that they've been happy about how he's looked in, in camp. I haven't bought into the that he's looked that much better hype uh, that's that's been out there. He's always looked good in was- practice. Anybody that says he looks better in practice didn't see him in practice two years ago. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think that there's a little bit of hogwash out there about about Tate's game um, by some people, and that's fine. Uh, everybody sees things differently, but I, you know, sadly, I don't I don't know if you can rely on him if the game goes down. I would like to see a little bit more of uh, Duffy. Uh, AJ Duffy tonight. Yeah. Thought they could have gotten him another series, let him let him throw the ball. They did let him throw it a little bit when he got in there, but it was some just you know some some of the triple option stuff. I would have liked to see more. All right, let, let's talk about the O line. Uh, and then we're going to yeah, get to the defense because people are people are I think people are worried about the defense, and I want to get to that. But the offensive line, you saw a lot of combinations tonight. You saw bless Harris right, bless Harris at right tackle, left tackle, Jazz Turnantine at right tackle and right guard. You saw Dylan Gibbons at left guard and center. You saw Thomas Schrader at center. You saw David Stickle at center. You saw Darius Washington at center. It appeared as though Darius Washington maybe left the game a little bit early. Not sure what's going on there. Um, I'm sure Coach Norvell will address that at some point. We're, we're not going to speculate too much on injuries because we don't want to get anybody in trouble, including ourselves. Um, uh, obviously, you know, you didn't need to play your starters throughout the entire game. The line struggled with pass protect. What? Nick, go fishing, man. What are you talking about? You crazy? Um, don't feed I, Don't I, feed the trolls, A.B. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Nick's a troll. Um I actually thought the O-line was pretty good in pass pro for the most part. They had some breakdowns. I know the one sack um, down in the red zone. But, look, you've got to understand that they're ro- they're rotating a ton of dudes. Yeah. Um, that sack was a situation where Bless Harris went over to left tackle. They had just brought Estes in at left guard. That stuff's going to happen. Um, guys are going to have breakdowns like that, even against a Duquesne. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that. In normal game settings, you're not going to have all that all that movement. Um, this is a great night to get a lot of guys work. Julian Armella came in and looked really good as a puller. Uh, I thought they were really physical, though. Um, yeah. That's the thing that blew me away the most. I thought they really moved Duquesne off the line of scrimmage, and they held up well enough in pass protection, which is not going to be their strength because they're basically playing with five guards. Uh, Bless Harris is the only guy that really is a tackle out there. Robert Scott didn't play a ton tonight. Um, Gibbons didn't play a ton. Demetri Emanuel played a lot. I think they're trying to uh, continue to help get him in shape, help with his communication. Um, Kev, do you see anything from above on the O-line? Yeah, I mean, I just there was there was a ton of rotations. I thought they looked solid. Uh, you were seeing 
holes. What Duquesne was trying to do was they were trying to plug up the interior. Um, so they were, uh, I will see this in the film, but it, it seemed like their defensive ends were, were playing heavy, which means that mm-hmm. they, they kind of attack the B gaps inside, yeah. um, trying to really plug up the run and force you to, um, bounce the runs to the outside. So you saw that happening a lot where FSU was, was seeing, was trying to find holes inside and then having to bounce it outside. And Duquesne was hoping their safeties would come down and make the tackle. Um, but fortunately all of FSU's running backs did a really good job reading those. I thought our, the offensive line did a good job of when, when they were trying to um, collapse the inside, they let them go where they were going. So you let them collapse it and our, you let your running backs stay tight to the tight to the outside of the pocket and Mm -hmm. um, get yards. And I thought they did a great job. Uh, I thought Duquesne gave an interesting look, probably something similar to what you'll see at LSU. Um, I was kind of disappointed because Duquesne was supposed to be a three, four team, but they came out running a lot of four, two, five. Yeah. Um, I was hoping you'd see three, four, because that's what you're going to see with LSU. Uh, But by playing those defensive ends heavy, it's, it's a kind of uh, like seeing a tight front. So, uh, the running game is probably gonna gonna shape up very similarly to LSU, um, just in terms of how the the running backs have to to bounce the bounce the runs outside and kind of stay mm-hmm. tight to the to the tackles. Yeah, um, tight end wise, thought Biscuit looked really good blocking. Yeah, uh, they, didn't, they didn't get any touches for those guys, um, but yeah, I mean, you saw Preston Daniels. I don't know if Brian Courtney played tight end or not. I didn't. I didn't recognize him out there, but he could have. I know Wyatt Rector played. I know Cam McDonald played. He had a drop. Uh, Cam's working his way back, though. I think that you'll I think you'll see some more out of him as as the season goes on and he gets himself kind of worked back in there. Um, but yeah, I, I I was really impressed with Biscuit, uh, Marcuston Douglas. Okay, Brian played at the end. Thank you, Chet Dog. Um, I thought that I thought that Marcus and Douglas really blocked well. Um, he, he was physical, and obviously, I mean, he's a big dude. That's what he's. That's what his role is. But he moved well too down the field. Um, that you know, he looks like a guy that can be a threat. We know that he's made some plays. We know that he's played some made some plays in the passing game and practices. We need to see it in the games. But again, I didn't think that they gave him a lot of chances. Uh, so you know, I'm curious to see Marcuston continue to grow looks like something's there if anything he you know he fills the uh, jordan wilson role from last year um you know big physical body that you can do a lot with and he can he can get in guys ways anyway move people um so yeah not all hope is lost at the tight end position but yeah i mean and i'm sure we'll hear brendan talk about wyatt rector at some point in time i'm not gonna special teams mvp i refuse (laughs) to spend a lot of time talking about wyatt rector because then brendan will yeah, he spends enough time. All right, let's talk about defense. For everybody. Defense, <laughs> yes. Get to the defense. Where do you want to start? Front or back? Okay, let's start with the front because I think a lot of people, I think I have an opinion about the front four that might be different than what, what a lot of people are saying um, in the chat, but I want to hear what you think. Um, well, I text you and Brendan, and Trey was supposed to join us tonight. I want to sh- shout out Trey. Trey's on a business trip. There was some there was some hope he would join us, but uh, you know he wasn't able to. So we love you, Trey. We'll see you soon enough on the film breakdown. Um, but yeah, so the front, I thought obviously the interior was really good. I thought that they had a, a lapse in effort in the middle of the uh, was the middle of the first quarter, the second quarter. 
it was the third drive for Duquesne when Jarrett Jackson and Malcolm Ray came in. Thought they thought they had a little bit of a lapse of effort there. Um, a couple plays hit uh, some bigger some some chunk runs for Duquesne. Then I thought they ratcheted the effort back up and kind of shut that down. So the interior all along was really impressed with Josh Farmer. I yeah. know that uh, Dane Dane was looks, really hyping him up. The, Dane was talking a lot about him the other day. I thought Josh Farmer looked really well. Uh, looked really good. He is explosive off the ball and he moves people. I think he got something there. Fabian Lovett. I mean, he he didn't play a lot of snaps tonight. Coop didn't play a ton of snaps tonight. But when those guys were in there, they were really effective. Um, Jared Jackson flashed, but damn, just be consistent, my man. Uh, bring <laughs> it all the time. You don't need to turn that motor off. If you don't turn that motor off, you are a stud. And Malcolm Ray's a good player. So, yeah. you know, you're five or six deep there. We saw Daniel Lyons get a few snaps. I don't believe Bishop Thomas played, uh, but I could be wrong again. It, you know, late game, you know, you never know. Um, so the, the the interior thought was really good. Uh, I thought verse was good. Obviously got the one sack, got close on a couple others. Run fits got off a little bit. Um, and then I thought that uh, – I thought McClendon was really explosive uh, yeah. on the edge. Didn't get the chance to finish because I thought a couple of times the quarterback was able to step up underneath a couple of his pressures, but I did think I did think that he harassed him tonight. Um, I'm not sure what the what the statistics say for their, you know, some of their advanced stuff uh, run wise. I'm sure it was all I'm sure it was all great stuff, but uh, we, we can look at that more as we go along here. Uh, I'm sure you got it pulled up, Kev. But I thought that the initial four was good. I thought Briggs came in. And I know there's a few plays where people like, and I even said it, and I kind of questioned just because I didn't want to put it on on Amari Gainer. People are like, oh, that's on you know Briggs. Briggs doesn't look good. I think Briggs got hung out to dry by uh, Mr. Gainer. Uh, yeah, a we'll, we'll of watch those. a couple of those plays. Yeah, on a couple on of those misdirection plays, breakdown. but we'll break those down. You know, I want to watch the film more. I don't want to. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here. Um, I thought Briggs looked good. Uh, there wasn't a ton of. I didn't think they t- played him a ton. Um, wasn't a lot of opportunities for him. Uh, Leonard Warner came in and gave you a few snaps, whatever. Uh, Patrick Payton flashed, I thought. Um, nobody else really jumped out to me tonight, though. Um, you know, as far as, as far as DM play, what was your thoughts? Yeah, so I think I think people, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen with every outlet and probably every person on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You're going to look <laughs> and you're going to be like, we played Duquesne and we got one sack. Did yeah. they get another one or is there just one? No, just one. Um, they got one sack against Duquesne. Like, surely our defensive pass rush is garbage. Like, surely there is no pass rush. Um, but unfortunately, with football, there's two teams that are playing the game. Um, and Duquesne's uh, offensive philosophy, it seemed coming into this game, uh, was to release the ball quickly and to to mm-hmm. really try to take advantage of uh, what they saw is the weakness on our team, which is the cornerbacks. And we'll get yeah. to this later, but um, they figured that they, they were best off passing the ball by releasing it quickly, uh, doing quick slants underneath or throwing lobs up on fades. Um, there were only a couple throws where they were really trying to hit that second level, take that extra second to read the ball. Uh, but for the most part, you were giving them, you, I mean, they knew Florida State plays a lot of cover four. They know they're going to get a lot of kind of mm-hmm. pseudo man-on-man matchups on the outside. And so they were just going to take one-step shots. So it's not that you weren't getting pressure necessarily. It's that Duquesne wasn't trying to hit, trying to do three read throws. They were trying to get rid of the ball quickly because they knew that you had a pass rush. Um, 
and it's reflected in their completion percentage, you know, seven mm-hmm. for 13. Um, they were taking, they were taking the chances that they could kind of beat your corners quickly. And, uh, they, they knew that their, their offensive line probably didn't stand a chance against your pass rush. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand the, the chicken stuff. <laughs> they I, were obsessed I, with the stupid chicken nugget stuff. I mean, um, I know it's a blowout, but come on. Yeah, so 7-17 seven to 17 tonight, um, 71 yards. I mean, that tells you right there what their game plan was. Ball was coming out fast, really short. They knew they weren't going to hold it. I, I thought there was explosiveness by the, by, by the front. We'll see. I mean, I guess I guess you can say, sure, there was one sack. Uh, let's see. But 17 attempts? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not at the top of my concern list at this point. Um no, they, they weren't letting that. you get sacks. They were just yeah, throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. I thought that – I mean, what were the – let's see. All right, so let me – why don't you talk about the linebackers and then I'm going to – Yeah, moving back, I, I think um, the linebackers are what I'm most excited about. Uh, linebackers were, in my opinion, the biggest weakness of the team last season. I mean, I've made it. I, I made like a whole seven minute video that just kind of <laughs> bashes them, which probably wasn't very nice of me, but I think it was fair. Um, and I think that uh, they were the best part of your defense today. Maybe, maybe not the best. I mean, I think the interior defensive tackles are, are probably physically your best players and uh, potential NFL guys, but. Man, if Tatum Bethune isn't the real deal, if DJ Lundy isn't a lot better than he, what he was last year, if Kalen Deloach isn't the same Kalen Deloach that took a big step up at the end of last season, I think you have three linebackers there that, um, you know, are really solid players. And it sucks to lose 33 tonight, um, but I think in a game that's, uh, you know, that's that's uh serious that you're worried about losing he's more of a special teams detriment than a defensive detriment um but i think i think the defensive i mean the the linebackers look good tatum bethune Mm -hmm. that third down that he knocked down i know you want him to intercept that football but he felt someone was coming underneath changed direction mid play to knock that ball down and that's someone with uh, just elite um, awareness, and that's something you really have been missing in the in the linebacker room. And I, I think not only is Tatum Bethune showing that he is what we thought he could be, but I think hopefully he's teaching some of these younger guys uh, some of the intangibles that he has that makes him makes him such a good linebacker. Yeah, he made some plays tonight that really made me think. Gosh, we've missed this. Um, yeah. He, he looks really good. Uh, his instincts are impeccable. He's to the spot before anybody else is. Um, yeah, he, he's a difference maker at the linebacker position. I thought the Loach looked really, really good, continuing his progression from last year. And Lundy really flashed to me too. Um, he 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 looks a lot like Bethune. They they've got a very similar game. Um, we didn't get to see him in coverage a ton tonight, and I'm anxious to go back and watch some of the film and see what he did do when he had opportunities. But I, I really think he looks a lot like Tatum. I think that that's a good, a good mat or that's a good older linebacker for him to learn from. Yeah. Um, sadly, our favorite linebacker, 
unfortunately he got hurt. Uh, somebody asked earlier, is it a gift? No, it's not a gift that Amari Gainer yeah. got hurt. Um, that's it, it, it hurts the depth. Uh, it means you may have to lean on a Brendan Gannon or an Omar Graham Jr. Brendan Gant made a play. Brendan Gant <laughs> did make a play, and I—he's got a role in in his in a dime defense. Um, yeah, they played know, a lot of dime tonight. Yeah, he's got a role there. I, I think you're going to see him more as the season goes on. Um, that, that, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued there. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what transpires as the year goes on. I am intrigued. Uh, is he bought in completely? You know, is, is is his head into that position? We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. You know, Amari, Amari was out of position again too many times. Uh, it, it's been the thing that's plagued him throughout his career at Florida State. It doesn't seem to be getting any better, unfortunately. Um, and then he got got injured tonight. Uh, I think he was in a boot, had a crutch on the sideline. We'll see how serious that is. They, they put boots on a lot of guys. Um, yeah, maybe maybe nothing. He may be ready for for LSU. I'm not going to speculate on that um, because a it's not fair to him, and b uh, Coach Norvell hasn't spoken on it yet. So we'll see what uh, Mike Norvell's got to say about it this week. All right, secondary. This is my biggest. This is my biggest worry. Um, they, yeah, those corners. It gets thin really quick. Yeah, uh, it does. And not having and Duke I, Cooper tonight is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not having Duke Cooper. There's a big drop off. The Jerry and Jones hype, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really buy it to begin with. Didn't transpire, you know, didn't translate to the field tonight, unfortunately. Mm-mm. And I'm not sure Greedy Vance was a great take. Um, you need a bodies there. I'd like to see Malik Feaster as he gets himself, uh, you know, up to speed. He's obviously hasn't been here very long, but, uh, you know, I want to see something out of him. I, I was really kind of, unsure why we didn't see a lot more snaps for Sam McCall and AZ Thomas. I thought this was an opportunity from really the, the beginning of the second half on to get them a ton of snaps because you're going to need them. Um, you you are not going to be able to run uh, Greedy Vance and Jerry and Jones out there a ton and expect them to hold up. Um, no. I, I'd like to know why they don't play more physical with their hands in, uh, in their press coverage. I feel like they give up too many free releases. I'm anxious to see if that's something that changes as the uh, season goes on. You got any thoughts there, Kev? Yeah. So the Jerry and Jones thing, um, I was only excited uh, about what we're hearing from him and the assumption that he was going to be playing nickel. Uh, He didn't play nickel. Kevin Knowles pretty much locked down nickel the whole game. He might've at the end, I had to leave early to get back to this. Um, Yeah. Uh, I thought Vance maybe was very, very slightly better than Darian Jones, but I, I don't really like either of them. I thought Renardo Green was competent, but I think yeah. he's a guy that uh, best case scenario, you're not having to rely on being your number one cornerback. Um, I think that's a problem. I think, I think AZ looked exactly what uh, we've been saying he is, which is mm-hmm. a guy that has all the natural talent in the world. But, you know, it's just not there yet. And so I think yeah. I agree with you um, that he needed more snaps. Um, you saw him make a good play, but he got a little handsy. He got a little bit beat and had to had to grab around and get that pass interference called to, to make a play. He got beat on a touchdown. Um, so it, there, there are little things about him that you're just like, he's not refined. He doesn't have – he's not where he needs to be yet to be someone that you can rely on. Um, but unfortunately – 
he might have to he might have to be uh, yeah. because yeah i think i think it's going to be a long weekend uh next weekend if, if duke cooper doesn't rejoin this football team i think um i think you could get away with with these guys at corner against duquesne mostly because they were just tossing the ball up um but against lsu who can at least protect for for a few seconds mm-hmm. And give their quarterback time to their wide receivers time to to win routes downfield. I think they will win routes downfield. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a concern for me. Um, going into next week, we're going to need to see more out of those guys. I, I I believe you get your hands on guys, you play physical with them. Uh, most of college football does that. I'm not sure what why Adam Fuller believes in not doing that. I'd love to, I would love to know. I'd love to have that conversation with him at some point. Um, you know what his beliefs are. I'm not saying that he's wrong. It's just not what I, what I perceive as as a good thing. Um, but that doesn't mean he's wrong, obviously. Uh, so we'll see if they make some adjustments going into the next game. Hopefully, have Duke Cooper back. Not sure what his status was. Obviously, he was out for tonight's game. Uh, safety play was elite. Um, yeah. Jamie Robinson. Let's see. I just had it up here. Jamie Robinson had. Four tackles, two of them solo, two pass breakups. Um, I thought he and Dent were just kind of all over the field. Obviously, the ball didn't get to them a ton, but they moved Jamie all over the field. Uh, That's the most fun thing to watch, yeah. Um, If you're just a casual football fan and don't know much and you get bored watching FSU play defense, watch Jamie Robinson. Um, He played nickel tonight. He played strong safety. He played free safety. He was that he played dime linebacker. So um, they put him in the box when they went their dime dime package. Um, mm-hmm. So he literally had a gap where he was he was having to insert into the the B gap as a as a linebacker basically. So yeah. um, he's kind of filling that. I hate to say this, but like that Derwin James type role where he's just a guy you put anywhere on the field because he's the best player, and so. Um, it's fun to see that they're playing with that this year, that they're mm-hmm. kind of experimenting. They're seeing kind of where they can place them depending on the, on the um, situation. And I think, I think that that makes your defense a lot better. I think, I think if you get Duke Cooper back, this is, this should be a top, top 25 defense. Um, you're still worried about that corner depth. If you don't get Duke Cooper debt back, I think some teams are gonna be able to gas you deep in the passing game, but between the defensive line, the linebackers, and the safeties, man, you've you've got a really special special unit on, on the defensive side of the ball. We just have to hope that um, a few guys at the in the corner room really step up. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, I, I think that you know having really good safety play will help you as the as the season goes on. They're going to. Uh, they're going to cover up some of the mistakes that you get at. Um, they're going to cover up some of the mistake, mistakes that you're getting at corner. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we got any questions, and then we're going to get out of here because it is. All right, hold on. I think Trey's going to join us. Trey wants to give his thoughts right quick. Let me send him the link. Um. So. Yeah. Let's let's look at some of these questions. Okay. It was Duquesne. They were totally outmatched physically. Against LSU, we will uh, where we will see growth or not. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, you don't get much out of this if this is the third game of the schedule, but it's the first game, so it's the first time we get to see some of these guys after 
a whole off season. So um, I think that's worth talking about. But yes, uh, we will get more after the LSU game. Thank you for that constructive input. Um, Here's a good one. McCall at kickoff return. Thought he, yeah, I agree. I thought he looked nervous. Thought he I looked wanted hesitant. to see Span, um, man. Couldn't, yeah, I would have liked to seen uh, Deuce. I would have liked to seen Trey. I don't like to see Micah Pittman too. Um, he did the true. first he kickoff get return. Right? Out there and get the jitters out. You know, you know. I mean, that's a guy you're going to need a lot out of as he as you move forward here. Good to keep throwing him out there. Um, you know, hopefully he gets more comfortable. Yeah, I think. I think if I'm kind of summarizing, this is what what you've been told this team is. Um, mm-hmm. You've been told that this team is a team that has has fixed a lot of the the holes in the roster from last season, um, which I think you're seeing. The linebacker room is greatly improved. You're confident in both your safeties. The wide receivers, I thought, were improved. Um, maybe you don't have a star in the, in that room, but you certainly have a floor that you didn't have last season. Um, yeah. I think the defense looked good. I think you guys are kind of fooling yourself. That, that should have been a shutout if Tate Rodemaker doesn't throw probably the worst slant I've seen past five a football in high school. Um, that was just really bad. There's no excuse for that. Um, Deuce span was better than I expected. I, we heard great things about him in camp. I did not expect him to look as solid as he looked. He ran some decent routes. He made a couple nice catches. I think, I think I'm excited about the wide receiver room being average. I think that's that's a huge step forward. And honestly, if it wasn't for our our quarterback depth and our cornerback depth right now, uh, I think this would be a total positive, totally positive game for for Florida State this today. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. So just just touching on receivers in general there because the Deuce Band comment and then um, Kentron. Kentron becoming a player would be very nice. Um, we've seen lapses of focus from him, um, you know, throughout his time at Florida State. Thought he was locked in tonight, made plays, caught the ball really strong. That was good to see. Uh, he ended up with uh, four catches for 84 yards, a longest of 48, had six targets. So, you know, out of six targets, he had four catches. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, they had a 67% catch rate tonight. Uh, so when the ball came to him, I mean, they did a pretty good job of catching it. I'm not sure what the national average is. We'll, we'll look at that and try to get a better uh, idea of how good that is nationally as time goes on here. Micah Pittman, four for 44. You know, they just kept getting him the ball in, in playmaker positions. They, they kept yeah. letting him be an athlete out there, which is good to see. That's what his game is. Um, you know, eventually some of those dig routes are going to open up for him as teams respect uh, Johnny Wilson down the field more as they respect do span down the field more. Those safeties are going to stay back. And I think we're going to see Jordan Travis hitting some of those dig routes and some of those, you know, some of those in breakers down the field underneath those safeties as, as, uh, as the season goes on, which is going to be good. That's, that's where Micah Pittman's going to, his bread and butter is going to be do span three for 40, um, along a 20 and a hundred percent catch rate, which is great. You know, yep. it's a guy, I thought, I thought in the first quarter, uh, may have been the first drive, um, that little, that, the little boot to uh, that Jordan had, and he threw to the sticks, going out of bounds on Micah Pittman. It looked like Deuce may have been out of position, 
you know, so he he's still growing. Uh, we'll have to look at it more, but he's he's still growing. But it's good to see him go out there, catch three balls, you know, catch all three of his targets. Uh, Johnny Wilson, obviously the one for fifty-one and the one drop. Um, I thought the drop was. I don't know. It was interesting. The, the, it looked like the corner got there a little bit early. We'll look at it again on the tape. I thought the corner oh, Johnny Wilson. Yeah, Johnny Wilson. I thought the corner yeah. got there. I thought the corner got there a little early, but I thought he still should have caught it. Um, I think it was the ball that JT has to learn to throw, kind of to know the size of his receiver. And throw yeah, I thought he that. needed to throw up a little bit more, not in as much. I yeah. thought he let him a little too much instead of throwing it up. Darian Williamson had a catch for ten yards. Had. Uh, so he had a 50% catch rate. And then Malik McLean, I would like to see more out of Malik McLean. Yeah. That's a guy I would like to see get more reps. Uh, we are at 45 minutes. Trey said he was coming on. I'm not sure what's going on here. Uh, but we're, we are at 45 minutes for the, for the, somebody's angry at us. Why are you angry, David Eugene Paul? We're at 45 <laughs> minutes for an instant reaction. I think we are going to call it a night. Um, don't want to go too long on an instant reaction, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, Kev, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think I think these instant reactions are good. We can look at some of the stats, just get uh, gauge our first reaction, but make sure uh, that you join us on Tom, on X's and Knolls, um, which is the, our other YouTube where we watch film. Uh, we'll be putting that out midway through the week and take a take a deeper look at some of the performances, see kind of how the film shakes out um, to kind of give a to give a to more rounded feel of 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 what we thought of this game and um so thank you for for joining us i think i think this was a great uh first game and um you have any final thoughts ab yeah be sure to like and subscribe the video um or be sure to like the video subscribe to the channel get over to x's and knolls uh be sure you're there for the film review i think that's going to drop on monday at some point um yeah i mean this was a good first game. It's nice to be one to know. That's my thoughts at the end of the day. It's great to be one to know. Uh, go Knowles.